0: Welcome to another episode of Recliner Reviews. Before we get started with today's movie, I want to tell you about the original Chicago's own Green River, made with real sugar since 1919, 0% juice, made with a lot of sugar, a lot of real sugar, and very much 0% juice. Mm -hmm.
1: And very green.
0: Very green. It goes great with a Malort, a Bedlam vodka, or just on its own. Mm -hmm. We love the Green River. Forty-year-old virgin. You're a virgin. How can you go 40 years and not have sex? I just kind of stopped trying. We gotta help the man. We cannot let you go on being a virgin. You gotta highlight your attributes. Just wax that whole teen wolf thing off. No, Kelly Clarkson. How? I
1: hate you. Stop smiling.
0: About Steve Carell before he really blew up, because The Office was just American Office was just starting then. uh, Playing a 40-year-old virgin. There's a lot of lot of star power in this movie and um, I think we you get into this a bit later after we go through certain things in the movie. I think this is Judd Apatow's best directed film, and I will say, I'm going to add a spicy take, his only good directed film.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I guess I could see that. Uh, I don't know, he's had some decent movies, right?
0: Well, 40-Year-Old Virgin was the first big one that he directed. Then there's Knocked Up, which I think is fine. It's all right. There's, uh, I love you, man. Is that his? No, uh, which is, that's a good movie. Uh, this is forty, which is this is forty hours too long. Um, there is King of Staten Island, which I haven't watched, um, just because I know what his movies are now. They're two and a half hours of slow moving comedy, Funny People, which was a huge disappointment, um, and not to not to, to, to you know to shit all over the guy, but I think this is an important point because I think this movie really launched him. As a household name, directing comedy because this is this is gone down as a classic comedy. I think for a lot of good reasons. There's some stuff that doesn't hold up, but there is a lot that still I think is very funny in this film and a very simple premise.
1: If those are all of the movies from him, then yeah, I tend to agree. This is his only good movie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, there are a lot of scenes in this movie that play out that they're so memorable, like. And are quotable. Like, that's... It, it seemed to be, like, at that time, in the early 2000s. And maybe that's just because of my age. But, like, where you had a lot of, like, super quotable movies. Um, you know, this, old school, things like that. Like, they're very quotable. Whether or not they hold up is a different element. But they are very quotable. Um, and uh, this one's no different, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: A ton. Um, I mean, the one, one of the things that was very quotable at the time... I, I was in junior high when this came out and something that was very quotable from this movie that does not actually hold up and and Seth Rogen has said as much is the scene when Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd are playing video games and they say you're so gay you're so gay like balls." you know I know you're gay how I saw you make a spinach dip in a loaf of sourdough bread once it's a a back and forth about you're so gay I think Judd Apatow has even said too because he's kind of uh, a little a little too woke on these things but he's right on this it doesn't hold up at all no. it was very quotable though when i was in seventh grade yeah for People sure that all time. yeah
1: i mean there's a lot of things that are like that they they again they hold up at the time but they don't hold up now and like you got like even like for example like the the fight between jay and Mooge at the beginning of the movie
0: you want to take the shit outside you wanna just take it outside and just squash it no.
1: let's stay inside so everybody can see what a what a pussy you have okay because when i remove the the blade i keep it in my boot from its feet I can't return it until it has spilled blood. Sets the tone for the entire movie. And it's basically that you have these stereotype Indian, Pakistani... Yeah. uh, I forget, Pakistani? I think so, Pakistani Pakistani uh, characters uh, in using stereotypical, you know, accents. Yeah and and again just very problematic like that's problematic and it's not cool um, but again there there are other elements to this movie that like yeah they probably will do
0: hold up the reason i think that it holds up pretty well and I, I think that the movie's really smart is when it comes down to it this is a workplace comedy yeah this is this is a, a cheers where
1: everybody knows your name
0: this is i mean and the fact that it's set at a video store, I think, is brilliant, too, or an electronic C- store. Circuit like, City. Like a Circuit City, a Radio Shack, a <laughs> Best Buy is funny because it's kind of dated, but we all still understand that Circuit City was a thing that was popular yeah. 16 years ago. Um, I think it's really a cool, simple, working class kind of vibe. This is, this is why it works to me. Is it's a workplace comedy about one of the, the employees being kind of a dork and all the other employees. like You have a fuck-up employee like, like Seth Rogen. You have, um, you have like a lot of different stereotypes going on there within the, the, the work setting. I think that's why this film really holds up well and is funny and is one of the funnier comedies the last 20 years is because it is very, very, very simple and relatable now. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think you know, they, they get it, even at the beginning, right? You've got Paul Rudd, and throughout the movie, Paul Rudd's character and his hatred of Michael McDonald Nothing against him, but if I hear Yamo be there one more time, I'm going to Yamo burn this place to the ground. Which, okay, fine, that's one thing of itself, but, um, like, retail workers get it. Like, I've, yeah. I've worked in retail before. I don't know if you, if you have. A
0: uh, Grocery store, yeah.
1: But, like, it's always the same music, or, like, mm-hmm. if you're in a store like that, it's the same TV shows and the same everything. It's, it's repeated. And so, like, as a retail worker, like, in particular, like, if you're a retail worker at Christmas time, do you know how many times you probably have heard that fucking Mariah Carey? I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. And I, don't care about I, the Christmas tree. Like, I can't even... To the point where, let me say, my brother-in-law, who works in retail and has to hear the... Uh, he works at a wine shop, and so, like, they have... Uh, the Christmas music playing in, and he has to listen to that Christmas music every year from when Christmas music starts playing like around Thanksgiving time through Christmas. And he has, the, the fact like, if I even start to like tease him about Mariah Carey and like all I want for Christmas is you, like he gets angry. He gets real. Angry. Oh,
0: I'm sure. And that's something that's moved as well because it's an uh, electronics store. They have the TV section. They're all playing the same thing. That would drive me up a wall if I worked mm-hmm. in that store. And I, I, I totally get it. I worked at a... Mariano's, which for those of you watching who don't live in Illinois or Wisconsin, that's uh, just a kind of upscale grocery store. It's not. It's literally just a grocery store where we had to wear ties. And I heard the same message once or twice every hour. Hey, this is Bob Mariano. Today's specials are blah, 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 blah. And it would get stuck in my head all the time.
1: Yep. I, I mean, this is, yeah. I mean, no wonder the dude, uh, Steve Carell's got a complex, and all of these people have sure. complex having to work in that environment. Yeah,
0: and, and you have to deal with, with customers, and you always have stories about dealing with customers, and one of my favorite scenes, and this, not just because it's funny, but because I mentioned young, not as famous Steve Carell, young Kevin Hart playing a customer
1: yeah.
0: in the movie is a mindfuck So Check
1: this out. Though. First of all, you're throwing too many big words at me, okay? Now, because I don't understand them, I'm going to take them as disrespect. Watch your mouth and help me with the sale.
0: The, there were a lot of movies there uh, from the early 2000s, you'll find a young Kevin Hart in very small scenes, along Cam Polly, which we haven't done yet. He is a boom mic operator in the movie, and that movie came out in 2003 or four, I want to say. Totally no one knew who he was. He was yeah. a boom mic operator in the movie. He plays a customer in, in here, and it's really funny to watch that 16 years later because he's one of the biggest stars on the planet. It's like, oh, you had a bit part in this comedy. Yeah, I mean, it's the
1: same like with so many of these other characters. Like Mindy Kaling. Like, Mindy Kaling, Kaling really has a bit like, part, her, yeah. like, kind of like first for, I mean yeah she was a part of The Office well that's The Office
0: like, came out that year
1: yeah so I mean like this is like her like jumping off into the world like it, it's it's amazing it's always fun to watch like these young characters uh, and character actors who like develop into kind of a big deal yeah uh, through, through some of these movies but uh, why don't we get into some of the like nitpick because I got a lot of like nitpicky stuff sure. in here that like I'm excited I wrote down so much shit like when things happen, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? What the hell is this? Uh, like, right off of the bat. Who takes a bath in the morning?
0: Steve Girl takes a
1: bath in the morning.
0: How often do you take a bath?
1: How, I Never. I'm not 12 years old anymore. I've taken... 12 years old, <laughs> 8 years old.
0: <laughs> I've taken two in the last calendar year. They were both on, out of town. They were in hotel Mental areas. health? Yeah, it was like kind of like, I'm tired. I like want to zone out a little bit. Taken two, uh, both in hotel rooms, and both times I was like, I was just sitting in a pool that shared my butt crack. I need to huh? take a shower after. And also you wake up and you're dizzy from it.
1: it I mean, th- that's the whole thing about baths, right? Like, you're stewing in your own juices. Yeah, you have you have
0: to take a shower. I got an argument about this with my lady the other day. She said that you should take a shower, then take a bath, so you get clean, and then you're not, when you take a bath, then you're not stewing in your juices. I think... Even if you did that, you have to take a shower after the bath.
1: Probably, baths are disgusting. Yeah, I, look, I'm not. I'm not a bath guy. There's nothing. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with taking a bath. Like take a bath if that's your thing, right? Like you want to soak or whatever. Like no big deal. But like that's not my thing. And even if it was my thing. Who's taking a bath in the
0: morning? Like I'd be, I'd be you're tired. getting up
1: in the morning and you you gotta get to work.
0: Shit, yeah, yeah, like a bath I'm gonna is, take a
1: 30 minute soak in my own juices before I go to work.
0: A bath is the cigar of of cleanliness. It, it, you, you're in no rush. You're, it's relaxing. You have you're not you don't have any care in the world. It takes time. A shower is like a cigarette. Like you need to have it. It wakes you up. It gets you going. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I yeah just it. I, you got the, like, Steve Carell's character and overthinking things. Like, I totally relate to that. Sure. I mean, not only the, like, man, I should have said this to that person, but, like, I should have I should have done this differently. I should have done this differently. And, like, sometimes that, like, keeps you up at night because you over are totally overthinking things. And he does exactly that, like, after the poker. You know, when, like, you grab a woman's breast and it's, and you, you feel it and... It feels like a bag of sand when you're touching it.
0: Bag of sand?
1: You got the scene where Steve Carell is, like, walking around and he's thinking about sex. I mean, like, and he's thinking about, like, all of the women and, like, all of the, like, like, checking them out and whatever. I mean, talk about canceled. Like, Sure. Real, real simple. Like, he's a creep, like, leering at women.
0: The, The poker game scene, though where he's put on the spot and has to talk about his favorite sexual experience is hilarious.
1: I dated this girl for a while and she was really a nasty freak. She just loved to get down with sex all the time. She was like, any time of day, she was like, yeah, let's go. I'm so nasty and I'd be nailing her. Oh shit. She'd be like, oh,
0: you're nailing me, cool. Like, because you you're, you feel for him and awkward, like he's trying to fit in, sort of thing, and it's it's a little graphic, but he doesn't know how to describe sex. That's one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie.
1: I agree, and I think the reason I think that is like if you all go back to high school, I think everybody had that sure, conversation, sure. right? Yeah, like, even if it's not about, about sex,
0: if it, it's about like drinking or smoking or yeah. something, that somebody's asked you like what kind of beer do you like and you didn't—you never drank in your life and you're like, oh, I like uh, Corona Light or they just like make something up. Um, yeah, everyone did that. And you kind of knew when people were lying too yeah. and it's obvious. I, I love that scene.
1: Um, I mean, it's a sophomoric humor, which is this entire movie is sophomoric yeah, humor yeah, and yeah. it's like literally sophomoric because, I mean, you go back to sophomore year of high school and, and having these conversations. So, totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, it's very, very relatable very, and that's... That's what makes comedy great, right? Is it's got to be relatable. Like you have to have some relation to what the comedian or actor is saying for that joke in order to make it work. And I think it does. Um, when they're sitting on the dock and they're hitting each other with the fluorescent lights. Yeah. Me and my friends were that stupid. Like yeah. going up and down the alleys. And, like, oh, look, somebody put some fluorescent lights in there. Let's, like, hit each other with them. Or, like, West, let's, like, throw them, yeah. like, javelins and watch them explode. Well, that's
0: the like. thing. They're like, they're, like, kids. And it's just put into the setting of working in the store that makes a workplace comedy. Uh, one, one nitpick I had, um, I don't even call it a nitpick. It's just an observation that even a few years after the movie came out, I was like, Is uh, Leslie Mann, Judd Apatow's wife, uh, driving... Steve Carell home drunk. Yep. Do you
1: think I'm pretty? Oh, yes. Oh, God. Yes. Oh! You're not looking at me. Mm, yes, you're pretty. You're not looking at yes, me. Yes, you're pretty. Do you think I'm pretty? Mm-hmm. Look at me. Mm-hmm. Look at me. Mm-hmm.
0: Recklessly knocking shit over. I-, I wouldn't say like drunk driving's not, can't not be funny. In the takes a lot of lives it's very serious but how does he even get in the car with her like I mean I know he doesn't drive but the, the whole thing I mean I guess that's a situation that is, is eliminated by Uber Yeah. which is a lot of things you watch from 20-30 years ago you're like well just call an Uber like ooh
1: hell call a, call a cab call, call cabs cab. like you're at a club
0: like there are cabs lined up outside which, of that club I know this is an L.A. thing because a lot of movies set in L.A which and I think this is California, I don't, Probably, don't know if I could, say. Yeah. Um, a lot of them, people are driving to bars. Um, I always notice that in a movie. Like I was watching Swingers a few weeks ago. It was one of my favorite movies. And John Favreau was driving home from the bar. Like, he's parked out of the bar. I'm like, who's, tri- who-? you're going out with your buddies to pick up chicks at a bar, or a club or something, and you're, and you're driving? Yeah. that is That whole thing's weird to me. That, that would stress me out to think about how much I'm drinking and everything.
1: Yeah. I did also want to say, though, um, some of the other young, people in this. Uh, Jonah Hill. Joe, oh, Joe, yeah, at the store. I'm just trying to get these shoes back to my house so I can wear them. He has a in very store, small role. Very small role Extremely, with, the, with the boots. Yeah. Um, this was uh, Kat Dennings, unfortunately, being thrust onto the world. Um, he, she plays the daughter.
0: Oh, shit,
1: yeah. Yeah, this is her thrust into the world, and then she, whatever, uh, not too... Two Broke Girls. Two, two Broke two Girls, broke the girls. Whitney Cummings show, yeah. Yeah, um, so her thrust in the world. Um, and then uh, you also have Steve Carell's wife appearing in this uh, Nancy as Carell, a counselor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they do a lot of stuff together, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's, it's it's amazing to see all of these people, uh, again, in the movies.
0: Um. It, insignificant scene, but it's, I think, the funniest scene in the movie. I, I say this line to my friends. All the time to this day. Anytime we go to a bar, a crowded bar or a place we don't like, the the bar scene, um, and they're Paul Rudd and Seth Rogen and Steve Carell are at the bar and they're ordering drinks and somebody one of them says something about it's crowded here tonight. I think Steve Carell says something about it's crowded here tonight and Paul Rudd says, "Yeah, well, it's nine dollar beer night." I. I, I fucking love that line. It's how I refer to every crowded bar in Chicago, like a Hopsmith or a Fireplace Inn or something. I'm like, yeah, it's, what well, can't go there tonight. It's $9 beer night. It's a totally insignificant line. It's yeah. a totally insignificant scene, but it, that is my favorite line from all the That, that is a great line. Yeah,
1: that is a great line. Um, and, and we want to talk about quotable lines. Like, even if I'm not, which I, I don't, like, I don't eat French toast that much. But just the way that uh, Leslie Mann says, some fucking French toast. Fucking French toast. Like (laughs) I I say that all the time. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. To the point, my wife is sick of me probably saying it. But like I say that all the time. Like get some fucking French toast. (laughs) Even I I haven't had French toast in probably like five years at this point. Yeah. It's still funny. Like there are there are those those throwaway lines like that. Quotable throwaway lines. um, Which is one of the things that it does. So so well. Yeah, um,
0: and it has uh, it doesn't waste the tertiary characters. I think Paul Rudd's character is actually my favorite character in the whole movie. He's like pathetic, yeah. kind of likable at the same time. He has the nine dollar beer line uh, line. Um, I think he's my one of my favorite characters. Seth Rogan's character is hilarious. Yeah, even we just mentioned Jonah Hill, Kevin Hart, Mindy Kaling. It it really used every character well in the film, but then wasting Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I'm sure everybody knows this by now, but you know that the waxing scene was mm-hmm. totally improvised, right?
0: Yes. Oh,
1: you fucker! So, um, and so his reactions were actually, like, his reactions to that.
0: Here's a thing. 2005, this movie came out. 2005, uh, one of the greatest, or maybe it was 2006, one of the greatest comedies of all time, Hitch came out which we reviewed before also has a waxing scene with Kevin James
1: it was a big thing at the time the year of the
0: waxing scenes with with white men yeah Yeah. it was something
1: something else uh but I love that like they're and when you get these actors together like you basically let them do their thing you write a script and and, like give them the basics and then you just let them do their thing and then they come up with like really good uh like ad-libbed scenes um Yeah, uh, totally, totally love that. I do also want to say, like, the minute dating scene, I know that's that's a trope that has been put into some movies. It's not like a big one, uh, but it's a thing. Uh, That seems like hell. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Are you fine? Yeah. You're fine, then. Are you f***ing retarded? What the hell's the matter with you?
0: Oh sure That yeah. seems like
1: hell on earth.
0: I don't even know if that really exists anymore Because you have uh, we mentioned this on a previous app You don't know about the dating apps that exist out there But you just go Your thumb left, right, left, right, left, right I can't imagine anybody going to know
1: They got, the, um, they don't, they got uh, It's Just Lunch I heard the yeah. commercials for It's Just Lunch It's Just Lunch It's Just Drinks
0: It's Just Lunch is the world's number one matchmaking service For busy professionals It's Just Lunch Yeah, that's a weird one. I don't even understand what all these new app, Farmers Only, Christian, like, J-Date. You got something for everybody. But because of that, I don't think there's any use for a minute date. That does sound like hell.
1: Yeah. I I mean, yeah, it seems like that would have been probably one of the worst things. Um, Speed dating scene also in Hitch. You're the date doctor? Do we have a problem here? Oh, yeah. So at the end of the movie, when Steve Carell... Uh, Goes back with Elizabeth Banks. Mm -hmm. And she goes into the bathroom and he comes out of the bathroom because he's like wigging out.
0: More star power, by the way.
1: More star power. Lots of, I mean, again, like just names on names on names. Um, But like, talk about Revenge of the Nerds type of scene, right? Mm. She's in the bathroom, Steve Crowley. Oh, and Seth Rogen Seth Rogen walks in and takes his shirt off. Like she would be totally cool with... Some random dude just walked she, in. Yeah, she, I was just with this dude, but now some random other dude is here.
0: Yeah, she doesn't scream. I think it makes it seem like she didn't care who the person was. She was just out of her mind enough, she was kind of crazy that just anybody would work. Yeah. but that's insane. Yeah, yeah,
1: just crazy. Um, around the same time as well, because of this movie, um, the Benihana that they have the Benihana scene, same Benihana that's in the office. Huh? Huh? What did they tell you?
0: You're right,
1: that's good. So Steve, wait, Carell, do you
0: know that for for certain?
1: I know that. found us look alike. that for, that's racist. Racist. <laughs> um, <laughs> in fact, there's a the line from uh, from The Office, right, where uh, Michael Scott gets the the two waitresses mixed up. Yeah, <laughs> and he says something along the lines of like, "Yeah, I'm drunk, and you know, all waitresses look, like, look alike." <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I know for a fact, it is the same Benihana as in The Office. That's so, so Steve funny. Steve Carell has two appearances in this Benihana.
0: My my mind is absolutely blown.
1: Yeah. One one random little fact there.
0: <laughs> so, unless you have any uh, to- I
1: think that that's it. I mean, look, there's a lot of quotable things here. A lot of, like, fun elements of this movie. There are still a lot of problems, but that's the type of movie that was kind of in the middle... Yeah, the, like I don't think there's any lots. big
0: problems to this, especially because the the premise I don't think is even uh, cringy. I think it's still kind of funny to to make a a movie about a dude who's kind of just down on his luck. Maybe like the the trope with him being a virgin, like yeah. maybe that's too simple, but it's still it's still funny. Yeah, um, I w- want to go back to what we said at the outset when I mentioned this being Apatow's best film, and you asked me if he did i love you man and this is a thing that because I've, I've had this conversation with people before where they say well you didn't like super bad i'm like well he didn't direct super bad and i think there's this weird thing that after this between like 2005 to like 2014 there was this kind of comedy that the style just felt very similar yeah and like obviously you can pull movies from the 80s 70s and like movies feel similar for the same genre but like every comedy kind of felt exactly the same in certain ways yep. and kind of got blended together and made him as a director sort of like this, oh, it's like an Apatow movie or like he's the kingmaker of, of movies, when in reality, and I'm not saying this just to be a, a dick if Judd Apatow is watching. Um, hi, hi, Judd. Get, get in touch. I just think it's weird because this is the only movie that I think is actually outstanding. I think this is an outstanding comedy. I think it's one of the best comedies in the last 20 years but then everything after this kind of gets blended into this mold where you th- you think of a movie, maybe because Paul Rudd's in this also, I Love You Man or Super Bad or whatever, that the same four actors or stars, in this Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen, Paul Rudd, and the style of comedy for like 10 years just kind of blended together.
1: Yeah, I like. mean, I, I feel that way. That's why I asked, like, what else has he done? Because, yeah. again, like, even thinking about, like, I Love You Man, which is the same type of characters, or like, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Great movie, uh, yeah. Like, those types of movies they feel like they're the exact same like they're they're cut out of judd apatow's cloth yeah. and that's why i was thinking like well for 40 year old virgin like is it really his best movie if he's done like forgetting sarah marshall yeah like I, gym, I i love for forgetting Sarah Marshall. it's like, one of my favorite great, comedies. you know yeah. but like that's why i had that question because like who, who knows yeah. right
0: I mean, maybe it's the same for a lot of decades, but I just feel like this decade in particular, comedies, romantic comedies in particular, or comedies had a romantic element, really blended together. And But this was like the beginning of that. This yeah. was like this, the start of of this kind of feel. And I think it's one of the best ones. Uh,
1: I, I, I agree. Um, I think that, again, there are some things that they would not be able to put in the movies today. Uh, but the premise itself about this guy having a problem. It could be any type of problem. It doesn't have to be that he's a virgin. Like, it could be literally anything popped into the workplace comedy element of it, and it works. It just, it just works. Like, Absolutely. Everybody gets it, because, again, that relatability element of it.
0: Yeah, I think the workplace comedy is a big part of it, because that's how I, I kind of be the movie. But do you want to do the rating first?
1: Well, sure. So this is the part of the show where we uh, take a look at the IMDb rating, uh, we don't know going offhand about what the rating is. And so, uh, we guess and think what it is for me, I gotta say, uh, you know, we've done this for several of the movies at this point, And I'm trying to think of where this falls on that spectrum compared to some of these other movies. And like, I don't, I feel like this is one of those movies that everybody loves. Um, and so I want to give it like a 6.8.
0: 6.8. That's a good, a good rank. I'm gonna go a little bit higher. I think I'm gonna go
1: 7.2. 7.2. 7.1. Ah, damn it! We're right oh, in the ballpark. Well, I though. mean, yeah, I mean, well, you went over. You went 7.2. Well, so eh, so I mean, technically, that. but I, the problem is, is like we had this discussion about how what what's the highest rated? Like, what is it? 7. point something. Of a comedy? Of comedy, like the, I think the I think like blazing saddles might be in the eights or something. So like but like most of them like they have to be like really outstanding. And so that's what I was thinking. Like it has to be like really outstanding, and I feel like some people probably think it's not that outstanding. Yeah, so. I think like
0: comedies in the high sixes are generally good. Yeah. But that's that's cool at Upper Sevens. Yeah,
1: way to go. Good job, forty year old Virgin.